This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All right. Good morning, Ira. How are you doing? So I guess I shouldn't be reporting that the Heat are looking into Aaron Rodgers. Fine. I'll stay off of that one also as well. Well, listen. The way the way Pat Riley and front office are making decisions, it seems like they've been in a dark room for a few years. Anyway, I would, I would, I would like to add a forty-year-old, so maybe it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, let me tell you something, Sean. Can you pull up the uh, the soundbite from Jimmy Butler there for me? Because I, I I I I found this humorous. I found this laughable i found this entertaining i found it insulting i found it i can use a lot of adjectives to dis- to describe what i thought of this soundbite from jimmy butler and sean if you can i know we've got your puss on the air there but you know, I'm put- saying, when i play it you guys are going to go off the screen it's it's a video that's fine but we'll both be watching take us off this listen taking both of us off the screen is a good thing for the viewer there's no doubt about that but go ahead Knock yourself out. I mean, I'm at a point now. I think everybody is where um, it doesn't surprise us. We just we we really get bored with the process, <clears throat> and I, I I can't tell you why. And you know, we 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 play hard, and sometimes we get back in the game like we did tonight, and sometimes we don't. But either way it goes, if we just play basketball the right way, the entire game, I don't think that we're in that situations more situation more often than not. But for some odd reason, um, we think it's going to be easy, so we just go out there and go through the motions. I love this, Ira. Okay, so wait a minute. Okay, so you're the 80s Lakers and Celtics. You're bored of the process. Dude, I understand. You get all the way to the title. You win it. You got to climb that whole mountain again. You're the 90s Bulls. You know, you're tired of the process. Dude, I get it. It's tough to get back to the championship every year and win it and win it and win it. And you're led by a maniacal champion in in Michael Jordan. You're the 2000 Spurs. Yeah, the process gets a little tiring because you've been at it. You're the Miami Heat. You haven't accomplished jack shit. You haven't won anything. How can you be tired of the process? I Last time I checked, I used to hear tired of the process from champions talking about trying to climb that hill again. I understood that one. I don't understand this one. You can't be tired of a process you've never actually ever dominated. You know what I'm saying? That I don't understand. I can understand an artist who, you know, Bruce Springsteen has to try to create another great album again. You too another great album again i get that dude that's a hell of a challenge and go out on a world tour and put it all together again and and all the pressure from the record company and your fans you got to accomplish in that then climb that mountain the miami heat have not climbed any goddamn mountain to be bored with any process tyler has not accomplished anything neither has bam jimmy has never won a title i'm sorry i'm, I'm missing how can you get bored of a process you haven't even dominated? Well, a couple of things. First of all, let's put perspective on that tape. That was after the loss to New York. Then they went ahead and they beat Atlanta. So they obviously took a step forward there. 
I think big really Atlanta's a soft ass team that doesn't prove anything every single year. They got no heart. I, I, I mean, they're, they're new, just new like, coach. Good yeah, coach. it's just, yeah, it's, that's a team in, 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 in transition. I'm not that impressed that you beat Atlanta. That's a mentally weak team as it is. Come on. And the other element of this is, and I think this is where Jimmy was going. There's no easy path for the Miami Heat, the way the roster is set up, the way their style is. They have to do everything so finely, so precisely, so difficultly. That's the difference. When you have innate scorers, guys, you can just give the ball. Okay, we don't want to run this set. We don't want to set a couple of screens. We don't want to set an elevator screen. We don't want to have to run with precision. But you're so good. Emmanuel quickly last night for the Knicks, for example. Julius Randle against the Heat. Just get us some buckets. The Heat only have one bucket getter, and he's a very uneven bucket getter in Tyler Hero. He can reel off 12 straight points or 12 straight misses. Everything else that he do is getting Jimmy in position. Jimmy backing down his man. Jimmy bumping and grinding. Jimmy getting to the foul line. Big ol' that's hard. If they're getting the ball to Bam Adebayo, it's setting a screen. It's him setting up a man. It's him hitting that difficult floater in the lane. That's hard. So I think what Jimmy was getting to, and I think this is true, the Heat have to work harder to score than just about every other team in the NBA. That grinds on you. The way they put this roster together without a bunch of innate scores because they insist on playing 1990-style defense than trying to grind it out at a time in the NBA where there's no more grinding. You damn well better be able to score. So I think Jimmy's point right there was it's hard to do what we do relentlessly minute in and minute out. That's what I think he was saying was to grind and grind and grind and be more than 60 games into it. That's what they set themselves up for. There's a reason they're the lowest scoring team in the NBA. There's a reason they're in the bottom five in offensive net rating. It's hard for these guys. That's the roster construction. There are not natural scorers here. Jimmy works his ass off. Bam works his ass off. Tyler is up and down. It's the process of the roster. So you were counting on Duncan Robinson hitting threes. Not happening. You were counting on Max Struess hitting threes. Not happening. You were counting on Victor Oladipo being your six-man sort of set it up off the bench and score not happening. So I think what Jimmy was said, and you can even see in the tone when he was well, talking no, I, about I, By the way, you were counting on your $30 million uh, teammate to come through too. Not as a scorer. Not, no, I wasn't counting on Kyle Lowry as necessarily a scorer. But yes, as a setup man to make things easier, absolutely. The guy has not played since February 2nd. That's Spe- Spending $30 million on a facilitator? <laughs> you know what? A, a, a great facilitator could be worth it. Chris Paul has shown that in what he's done in Oklahoma City, in Houston, certainly now in Phoenix. So, yes, the right player. That's why they got rid of Goron. Goran, even at the moment he was let go, was a better scorer than If I'm Jimmy Butler, I want to recruit a guy that's going to take some pressure off of me, not actually add more pressure on me. And that's exactly what Lowry does, because since he can't score, he can only give it to you so you can score more. But he can give it to you in a better scoring position, so you don't oh, have to back God. down yeah, the man. Yeah, still got to grind. It's so still the same still, way. He can score on cuts, his pitch-ahead passes. That Look, that was the plan. So what I'm saying is so much has gone south for the Heat right now. You know what? I bet even if you check your chat board and we're honest here, Big O, I know there were expectations for the Heat after going to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. But when we see how it's playing out, 
when we see now the Heat are going to the play-in round, I think we have to be honest and step back here for a second and tell ourselves there are five teams that are clearly better than the Heat in the East. Milwaukee is better. Boston is better. Philadelphia is better. New York is better. And Cleveland is better. So you're playing for sixth place. Big O, when you're playing for sixth place, you can't have the same motivation. You just can't as when you're playing for championships. The Heat are in a tough spot this season. They shackled themselves with the luxury tax by not going over. They saw other teams make net gains. They didn't. Obviously, they had the injuries because they went old. And when you go old, you deal with injuries. And that's where you wind up. So, really, the ultimate for the Heat after the season is they, they could raise six fingers after the season of going, we're number six. Because that's basically the upside of where they are this season. That's just the brutal honesty. By the way, uh, breaking news, the Saints are giving their new QB, Derek Carr, a four-year deal. With a big number coming, they'll make it work with their cap situation. So Saints got their quarterback, by the way. Just a little breaking news for those of you out there. All right. Poor poor Taysom Hill. I'm sure he thought he'd be just be the running quarterback for years to come. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So where where do they go this offseason? Because to me, that's really – this is not a team that's going to make any kind of a deep run in the playoffs. They're just not built – for today's they're seated, basketball. They're not seated for it. You know, again, we talk about you thread the needle, you get the right matchup, you get a Cleveland or something. If they're in the play-in, they're playing Milwaukee or Boston in the first Even round. They have a higher seed, Ira. They're not a good team. They're not going no, anywhere. No, and that's where they are, and that's where they go out. Big O, if they win two games in the first round, if they make the first round, it's probably their upside against Milwaukee or Boston. That's honesty. So the question comes down to what I've said at the Sunset and in my Ask Ira column is this. Do you attach sweeteners to your bad contracts to get rid of them? Or do you just have to sit back for a year and saying, let the Kyle Lowry thing expire. Take another year off the Duncan Robinson contract. Don't overspend for Struess and Gabe Vincent and rework it. And maybe even move Jimmy Butler. But if you move Jimmy Butler, then you're not setting yourself back just a year. You're setting yourself back years. This team has never done that before. I I disagree. If you trade Jimmy Butler... And and uh, and Lowry's contract expires in a year. You now are opening up a crap ton of salary for 2024, 2025 season. Yeah, 23, 24 might be rough and that's fine. And that's a transition year. But if somehow or another you can unload Lowry and Butler, that's a lot of money that you're unloading. And now you can finally keep yourself liquid which is what I've said for many years now, all the way back to the journeymen when they made commitments to all those guys. And I said, man, all you have to do is sign guys to one-year deals, stay liquid, keep the money the following year and see if the, if the whale appears. And if the whale appears, you have the money. So I disagree with you. And on the Butler thing, well, everybody's way behind on me because I would have I would have tried to move his ass if I could, you know, during the trading deadline. I was not a fan of this extension with Butler. And obviously, I was never a fan of this Lowry deal. I think it is a positive. I don't know if anybody could trade for Butler. You know, I don't know if somebody's willing to trade for Butler and think that they're a Butler away from a title. But if you can do it, there's no doubt in my mind you have to do it. And at least you open up that monster cap space two years later. And you strip yourself down to this, Big O. As you know, to get a free agent and attract someone, you have to be seductive to them. 
In other words, when Kevin Durant looked at the Suns, he said, yeah, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, I want to go there. If you strip the heat down, you're stripping down to Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. Do you think that is seductive enough to get an A-list player? For example, Luka Doncic, when he becomes available in a couple of years, is that enough to seduce him? Or do they look at Tyler Hero as sort of a guy? I think a lot of players like to play with Bam because his defense helps you look better. So that's the question you have is how seductive is a Tyler Hero and a Bam Adebayo in luring free agents? Does it have the allure of a Dwayne Wade? Probably not. Does it have the allure of a Jimmy Butler and Bam when Kyle Lowry came here for better or worse? Probably not there either. So maybe no, another by, by the way, we, ha- we, we haven't seen a star come play for Jimmy Butler yet. Hasn't happened. This you, you ended up getting an over the hill friend of his come here. But, you know, that that whole talk of waiting for that star. Uh, how many more years are you going to wait, man? This is year four already. I heard all this shit from the get go. Oh, they'll find the other star to play with Butler. Well, they haven't found that star. How much longer are you going to wait? Because the Jimmy Butler cliff is he's about to go off that cliff. And that body of his will not respond anymore. That is the bigger thing than going off a cliff because of this reason. Percentages-wise, when Jimmy has played, he's having a career season. His overall efficiency, his overall shooting percentages, he's missed 15 games. If he just missed 15 games, I know you don't like to hear this, Big O. That's not the norm for a really good player in his 30s in the NBA. So you might see that cliff in a year. You might see it a little bit further because the man is psychotically driven to succeed. So you don't know exactly when or even if that's going to happen. But I think it comes down to this. Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, Mickey Mickey Harrison, Nick Harrison, Andy Ellisberg, Adam Simon have to sit there and say, is a core of Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo a championship core? And if not, hell, maybe you let them go also. Maybe if Joel Embiid doesn't get out of the second round, which he never has in his entire career, you could be seduced into trading Bam Adebayo and maybe even Tyler for Joel Embiid. That's more of the Pat Riley way of doing things than having the patience and waiting down the road for space to open up. No, I, I get that, but I just think that you're I, I think you're progress stopping yourself by being stuck with these bad contracts. That's all I think. I, I you've got to unload that Lowry, the Duncan, and and then eventually the well, Butler. Like you, said, you can also wait up. on the Lowry, and patience might be more prudent there than taking on long term money from someone else. Oh so yeah, no, no, definitely, point. definitely. Yeah. With Lowry, you only have a year left. So unless right. you can get a, a unless you can get you know a classic Riley disgruntled player from somewhere that they've got to get rid of them. And yet he's really a good player and you got a couple years left, but they don't want to deal with the couple years. They'll deal with the one year of Lowry. That's the one saving grace that we could, you know, you know, hang on for if there's a disgruntled star out there that they've got to unload and needs out, which I don't know if that exists right now. Well, right? it might be Rudy Gobert, but I want nothing to do with that no. contract. Yeah. So that's another no. story. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that. All right. Uh, they've uh, they've got uh, the Hawks again tonight, right? Got to win, and you got to win. There's no more splitting these two game series. Oh, it's hard to beat a team twice in a row. No, you're the Miami Heat. If you want to get out of the playing round, you're probably going to have to finish your schedule something like 13 and four in order to catch Brooklyn. You can't go into these series against Atlanta going, we'll just get a split. Or even Big O on Wednesday and Friday, they're playing the Cavaliers. Got to win both of those also. 
you either make your statement now or you're just one of the run of the mill playing teams playing on the Tuesday after the regular season being desperate. Not a good look for the Miami Heat. Well, um, by the way, follow him on Twitter at Ira Heatbeat. Catch his work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Better yet, subscribe like I do. Ira, as always, thank you, my friend. Oh, by the way, one more thing. Sure. The John Moran thing. Like, kid, screw your head on right. I mean, this guy's got the world by the balls. Surround yourself with the right superstar. people. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's like, this is a real shame if he continues down this path and doesn't screw his head on right because. This is a young man that's got every opportunity in front of him. And to see the stuff that's been going on, wow, dude. I mean, you know. You, I, you know this going back to the Dolphins and Stu Weinstein when he was there and everything. You don't just vet the player. You vet the player's entourage. You know everyone that he's around. And if you see a player traveling in the wrong circle, you get ahead of it. Instead of now the Grizzlies being behind the curve in that. And you let that player know, hey. I know this guy was loyal to you. I know this guy is a distant relative, but this is not in your best interest. That's what they have to do now with John Morant because, Big O, a free agent's not going to Memphis. Everything there has to be internally and developed, whether it's Jaron Jackson Jr., whether it's John Morant, whether it's Brandon Clark. It has to be their draft picks. If that doesn't work out, they're not signing a free agent to replacing John Morant. They have to try to find a way to make it work. He's an immense talent. Yeah, you know, I always say this about famous people. And that's if you're an entertainer, a musician, a politician, a, 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 an athlete. They have more to lose than we do. You cannot hang around people that don't have that don't have anything to lose. I almost feel like once you step into that world, you need to be around people that have as much to lose as you do. Because once you put yourself in a position where it's people that have nothing to lose that puts you at risk immensely. It's sad. I hate to put it that way, but I think when you're at that stature, that's how much you have to protect yourself in this world because you really can't trust the average person out there. You have no idea what their intentions are. So you're better hanging around other stars, other athletes, other high profile people, the kind of people that have that are risking the same kind of things you are on a daily basis. I hate to say it, but that's kind of the life you, you should lead, unfortunately. Absolutely. And we'll get into that a little bit more Wednesday and redrecover.com inside the paint show at 9 a.m. And then uh, hopefully it plays out better for Jav. Not I'll be talking to you again Friday in our accurate Pembroke Pines report. So looking forward to that as well. Ira, thank you. Enjoy the basketball tonight, my friend. Appreciate you. And talk to you Wednesday, 9 a.m. right here. Thanks, Big O. You got it. It's a, it's a shame, but I, I really feel that way. You People like this, they should not hang around average people. They should not. I mean, John Moran was in the pickup game with a 17-year-old. And who knows what that 17-year-old did or said or whatever that got him so riled up that he went and got a gun. Well, you know what, bro? Don't hang around 17-year-olds. You know, if the if the team takes you to a team function, to a hospital or a boys club or whatever, that's the kind of stuff you go, you visit, you're there in a team setting, you've got officials around you, boom, boom, you're out. Uh, I'm sorry. Once you're famous, you should not hang around average people because you don't know who they are and what their intentions are. And usually all it does is it puts you at risk. And, and whether, you know, whether this is John Morant's fault or not, 
you got it, you know, and, and it, whatever. You grew up in a barrio, the trailer park, the hood, whatever the hell you want to call it that you come from. You got to leave them behind, bro. You got to leave them behind because more often than not, the boys from the barrio are going to bring you down. Why? They got nothing to lose. You got everything to lose. And that's the problem because they're still thinking like you used to think when you had nothing to lose. And they still act like you used to act when you were young and you had nothing to lose. They're 30. They're 25, they're 45, but they're still thinking like when you were 15. That's why you can't go back. You got to move forward, unfortunately, because if not, it's going to bring you down. And it happens all the damn time. That's your Acura Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All right, here we go. Ira Winderman, how you feeling, my man? You feeling good? I, you know what? I'm feeling almost as anxious and uncertain as I've been on every time I've come on our Acura Pembroke Pines reports on Monday and Friday because, Big O, getting a read on this team, getting oh. a feel for where this might be headed. Hey, it, it's sort of like what you're talking about when you're talking about your Bitcoin and your crypto. It is such a speculative market on the heat. The heat are up. The heat are down. We just can't get a read. And you know what it tells us? The heat are right in the middle. They're a mediocre team. Yeah, that's what they are. I, I, there has been no up at all, all season. It's been a mediocre team all year long. Um, you, you can't shoot threes. You, you know, the, the, the loss in Cleveland last night, uh, t- two nights ago. And and I got to tell you, when, when I hear Jimmy talk, well, I don't look at the standings. And, you know, oh, are we in the playing game? Come on, man. I mean, are we stupid here or something? He knows where they stand. Uh, th- th- there's conversations in that locker room. Uh, the coach has got to have, got to catch their attention, tell them, hey, we're way down in the standings here. We're going to be playing extra games for no reason at all. It's just, you know, sometimes I just wish people wouldn't treat us as, you know, it's uh, it, like Bill, Bill Clinton telling us, oh, I didn't inhale. I mean, come on, bro. I'm out. I'm not stupid. I wasn't born yesterday. And uh, some of the things that Jimmy has said this year with we're getting bored with the process and all this other stuff, sometimes I really question what the hell is really going on in that place. I would put it this way. As opposed to other years, and I know this will sound harsh if it's aggregated, but I'm not sure they care that much. And by that I mean is I think Jimmy has seen the heat pattern of – of struggle in the playoffs, then you uh, Jimmy arrives, you make the NBA Finals, then you get swept in the first round, then you go to the Eastern Conference Finals, then you have an off year. I think Jimmy Source accepts it as it's going to be an every other year experience here, number one. Number two, you get a player like Bam Adebayo. What was his real goal entering the season? Get more shots, become more part of the offense, and keep campaigning for the damn Defensive Player of the Year award. He's checked some boxes. What was Tyler Hero's goal for entering the season? He wanted to be 
an NBA starter. He checked that box. Why was Victor Oladipo's goal entering the season? He wanted to be noticed again as having his moments. He's created his moments. And, and I'm not going to get to Kyle Lowry because I'm sure you will. But what I'm saying well, is... I, and by, by the way, Oladipo hasn't done anything except prove once again he's still... I disagree with you on that. He's unreliable. He, he is, but that's what I'm saying. He continues but to be unreliable. Moments. He's created moments. In other words, it, it, I always joke when I go out and play tennis and I get whacked 6 1 6 1, I could still put together a highlight film because I hit six good shots. So I can give that to the six o'clock news and not look terrible. I think that's what Victor Oladipo is. He can have a, he can have four bad games and then he has the game like he had the other day, you know, com- coming back, you know, before the, he played Cleveland. And you look at him and you go, oh, Victor Oladipo is back. He can get it done. Look what he did. That's where the Heat stand right now is they stand as a team that it just seems like the winning is not the be-all, end-all. You know what, Big O? It's that phrase the Heat always use. The main thing being the main thing. Big O, I'm not so sure this season that the main thing has been the main thing for the Miami Heat. I think they look in the mirror and they realize, you know what? Boston's better. Milwaukee's better. Philadelphia is better. We could bang our head against this wall all we want, but we're not a top two and not top three. Honestly, the way the Nets and Knicks have played, the Nets for a stretch, the Knicks now, and not top four or top five team. I think it's dawned on the heat in these four months into the season, they know who they are. So in other words, the season's over. The season is, no, no. The season is headed to the exact conclusion that we all see right now. Go to the playing round, maybe escape the playing round, get waxed in the first round. Unless they somehow can conjure a way to play Philadelphia and regain their mojo like they did in the second round last year, yeah, that's where it's headed. You know what? You, you don't have – it's just like you speculate on, on, on all your cryptocurrency. You are not buying Miami Heat stock now that it's down. You know, it used to be people, oh, they're, you know, they're down, they're number seven, they're going to come back up. Now's yeah. the time to bet the championship odds. No one's doing that. The Heat are – who we thought they were two, three, four months into the season. It's just the reality. They'll, they'll finish among the top half of the teams in the NBA. That's not what they play for. So I think there's almost a thought of, okay, let's move on to the next thing. So will this team be blown up in the offseason? It's not as easy to blow up. It's kind of interesting looking at what the Dolphins did today with Tyreek Hill and restructuring his contract. In the NFL, you can create money out of nothing. You can move things around. The NFL might talk about a hard cap and all that, but there's much more freedom, especially Big O with non-guaranteed contracts. So there's two questions you're really asking me here. Should the Miami Heat blow it up? Yes, I agree with Orlando Alzagari on the accurate Pembroke Pines report. Can the Miami Heat blow it up? Not so easy, my friend, in today's NBA, because can you get a taker for Kyle Lowry? Can you get a taker for Duncan Robinson? Can you replace Gabe Vincent and Max Struess so you don't overpay them and find value when you have no freedom other than the taxpayer mid-level exception? That's the deal. And can the Miami Heat moving forward with the contracts of Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, and maybe, although probably, Kyle Lowry on the books get anything more out of their roster? Man, Andy Ellisberg might be the wizard of the cap. He might have gotten Jimmy Butler with absolutely no cap space available, but I'm not so sure that this isn't Andy Ellisberg's biggest salary cap challenge he's had since becoming the Miami Heat's general manager. You didn't mention Jimmy Butler. Is is that because it's going to be impossible to find a team that will take him? 
I didn't mention Jimmy Butler because he has achieved and maybe even overachieved this season. I know, Big O, you're going to harp on me on the 15 games missed. There's been none missed since mid-January. He busts his ass every night. He's what I want to see, if I was a fan, as someone who watches their games as an NBA insider or expert. Jimmy Butler gives you everything he's got. Now, I'm not arguing that. This is just like your crypto discussion before I came on. You always bet on the future, Big O. So I understand when you buy something at a penny and it goes up to nine cents, you're nine times stronger. I get that. I'm saying in the moment when we're talking about failure or non-failure, heap report card, we'll certainly get to that on our accurate member. By the way, by the way, by the way, Mark Cuban is one of the owners in that company. Yes. So, okay. So then, so then you're in a good place right there also. So I can't wait to see you on Shark Tank one day, Big O, but that's, that's another story. When you go in front of the sharks, there we go. Listen, I'm looking into this company and I'm looking at all the owners and I look and I go, son of a bitch. He's in this thing. I'm in. No, I, I want to see you walk in. in front of. I want to see you walk in front of Mr. Wonderful and going. I've left terrestrial radio. I've created a product like none other in my market. We go national, have international followings. Sharks, I'm going to offer you a one-time deal, and then I want to see how much you get out of them. So I'll, I'll wait for that. And when you get your payoff from Mark Cuban, there we can talk more. more Mark Cuban, M- Mr. Wonderful, isn't very uh, loved in the in the crypto circles nowadays with a lot of his uh, deceiving stuff that he did with FTX. But anyway, you were saying on the basketball side. I was saying on the basketball side. Jimmy Butler's had a really good season, and, and Big O, yeah. you speculate on the future. I get that. I worry and about that. That's what we, I worry about. We've yeah. seen older players. Certainly, we saw Tim Hardaway back in the day. We're seeing Kyle Lowry right now. I get that. But if anyone is committed to not look bad, to care every moment he's on the court, it's Jimmy Butler. I always use this phrase. You can argue whether Jimmy Butler is a great teammate or not, flying out to L.A. on his day off, some of his other adventures, Argentina, South America on the All-Star break. Jimmy Butler is a great game mate because when Jimmy Butler is on the floor and playing, he will do whatever he can to his every last ounce of breath to get that win. So, no, I'm not questioning Jimmy Butler from this season. You're in the speculation business. I get that. But living in the moment, Jimmy Butler has done everything and more that's been asked of him this season. I, I have no problem with what he's done this season. Uh, I, do know, I don't like the amount of games he's missed because I think it's kind of a, a trend that's going to continue uh, the rest of the way. I just worry about a body that is clearly breaking down. And he puts a lot of wear and tear on that body because when he plays, he plays hard all the way through. And his game is a physical game. He has no finesse to his game. Whereas, you know, Dwayne Wade, as he's getting older, he's got the fade away. He's got the he's got the uh, little uh, what's that uh, when he would drop it in from the uh, floater. You know, that floater. Right. You know, he, he did things that he developed a mid range. He did things to keep himself a little bit more fresh instead of, you know, uh, you know, fall, what is it? Go drive eight times, fall down seven or whatever the hell that and commercial was. Fall seven times, get up eight. No, I get yeah, all that. Yeah, he gets well, to the foul line. Right, right. And, and Jimmy, Jimmy doesn't have that part of his game to help him age gracefully. His game is going to be he's going to he's the smaller version of Moses Malone. That Moses Malone, as he got older, he was just right under the basket and he was just bodying people and just, you know, getting his points. And, you know, so to me, that that doesn't translate well to the future. And I worry about that. And if I'm the Heat, 
See, I've always said this. The day they acquired Jimmy, I said, you have to go acquire a star that's better than him. And they were never able to do that, unfortunately. And if Jimmy continues to decline, because that's the only natural thing that's going to happen over the next couple you, of years. You're saying, Big O, you're saying continuing to decline. That decline yeah. hasn't started yet. It hasn't started yet. He's, you know, I know it sounds weird to you because I understand I'm saying he's only missed 15 games. And, fi- and how many more victories would you have if he played those 15 but games? That, but that's not today's load management NBA, and it's not just Jimmy Butler. It's Joel Embiid with his injuries. It's James Harden missing time, not even getting to Kyrie, or your favorite KD. It's just where the league is right now. Again. You sign to play 82. You actually play 67. It's where they are right now. And I'll tell you one thing about Jimmy. Jimmy is a basketball savant. He is a basketball genius. I think if anyone can figure out a way to do it, it'll be Jimmy Butler. Does he need help? Sure. But you know what, Big O? The Heat said, here's your help. His name is Bam Adebayo. Here's your help. His name is Tyler Hero. Good, but not good enough. By the way, Bam uh, shot only 11 times against Cleveland. I I need more than that. And and rebounded only once. Look, I I chronicled that today in today's Sun Sentinel online yesterday. That's not acceptable. He said the, the rebounding gods weren't with me. Everyone is entitled oh, yeah. to a one-off. What the F, dude? What yeah. the F? Yeah. Nope. No. No, you're not entitled down the stretch when you're playing for your playoff lives. You you got you got to come through. You got to win. You're home. This is kind of what we've talked about. Okay, you're home for a stretch here. Take advantage of these games. And you let that one slide. Absolutely. Bam cannot have an off night. That, that, that's agree. not acceptable. But and we'll see tonight. And we'll, One and we'll see tonight. Yeah, he's got to shoot more too, man. Stay in the 18-20 range like you were before, man. They need you. They don't have enough offense. So they I, need – and his baskets and are win. easy. And by the I, way, his baskets are easy baskets because he's such a talent that – you can't stop his offense around the basket. He's awesome in that sense. And he shot a, and he shot a high percentage, even though he took those few shots, yeah. but I agree. You know what, Big O? This, this comes back to what you and I say in our accurate Pembroke report, Pines reports twice a week also. Bam's a star. He's not a superstar. Could Bam get to superstar? I'm not sure. Same thing with Tyler Hero. Star, not a superstar. Superstars. Giannis wins the championships. LeBron wins the championships. Steph Curry wins the championships. I'm going to put Kawhi Leonard in that group. Kawhi Leonard wins the championships. Dirk wins the championships. Dwayne and Le- you know wins the championships. That's the thing. The Heat have some star players. There's a ceiling there. We'll now see if Jokic can break through the ceiling in the Western Conference. This league is about superstars. The Heat have given us some nice stars. That's why they. That's where they are today. What's the latest on John Morant? You know what? This, I think, is a lot of behind the scenes, the league working not through the legalities, but the proper look in suspension or not. So he will not play through next week's visit here to Miami Dade Arena when the when the Grizzlies visit. He's out another four games. Basically, the league is trying to reel him in. And they're just trying to come out with the best approach and basically a, a, a mental health work plan. I think the league realizes this. They were very fortunate to escape any criminal charges because it was just a social media post. They need him to get the hell off of social media. I also think they need to reel in his entourage and his family because that can't continue also. You know what, Big O? The NBA is all about image creation. They know they have some guys whose image aren't the best, 
and they try to rework and finagle that. I think that's what they're doing right now with John Moran. They're going, hey, kid, you had everything in front of you. You could have been the next Steph Curry. You could have been the next level face face of the league. This isn't working. I think a lot of the, what do they call them in, in Hollywood? Or like Ray Donovan, the fixers. I think the league's fixers are sitting down with him. We'll make this guy disappear. We'll make this situation go away. We'll cleanse this on social media. And I think they really are almost like your computer re-imaging John Morant. And when you see him next time, it's going to be a completely different thing. May not seem so sort of authentic, but that's what this league does, is they reformulate personalities. Remember the evil LeBron the first season when he was the villain? And the NBA realized, hey, this doesn't work. You're one of our stars. Be the nice guy. And that changed. They tried it with Kyrie. They threw their hands up in the air. Now we'll see what they do with Ja. Is this uh, a massaging Michael Jordan thing that, no, nah, he's uh, retired. He's going to go play baseball, but he's really suspended. Or And John Morant, well, he's, take, he's taking some time away from the team, but he's really not suspended because the league is, ha hasn't really suspended him. No, nope, he's, he's still gotten paid right through. This is the league dealing with the social media era. If Michael Jordan's card playing and golf gambling and all of that happened during a social media era, you know, we would have seen it on Instagram. We would have seen it on Twitter. He couldn't have escaped. I think the league realizes the challenges are so much greater now. Everyone has a camera. Everyone has a phone. Every time Ja goes to a club, every phone in that building can be focused on it because, hey, there's some real TMZ money to be made there. So what the league is trying to tell him is don't go to the club. Go home at least for this season, maybe for next season. Now we'll see how receptive Ja is or isn't. We've seen NBA players who get it and stay out of trouble. And we've seen guys like Harden jetting off to Vegas and doing his thing because that's who he is. So it'll really be easy. It'll be fun to see how they try to massage his persona. By the way, I scored uh, big, okay, by investing in a Mark Cuban company early on under a penny and it soared to nine it's down to four now but it's all right I, I made my money i took it out already but um and by the way one of our one of our listeners kyle cockrell says i got into ali under a penny thanks to you um right now you know mark cuban's a, a an owner of that company uh mark cuban is he happy about investing in the Kyrie coin because the, the results right now with Donkic and Kyrie in the same lineup, um, not so good, my friend. No, they're, they're going back to a 500 team. They don't have the support system. You know what? You might find Mark Cuban a brilliant investor in the markets, but his mistake with Jalen Brunson was probably one of the biggest boners pulled by NBA team that they could have kept him, they could have signed him to a better extension, or they could have gotten him in the offseason instead of letting him walk to New York. Probably when you talk about bad moves in free agency, you can talk about the bad contracts, but sometimes it's the ones you let get away. Jalen Brunson is great. You and I both doubted him. We've spoken about it in our accurate Pembroke Pines report. We had doubts, bad contract, 100 million. Who is this kid? Jalen Brunson. Plus, he was bet we thought he was benefiting from playing under the shadow of Donkic. And he wasn't and because he's out exactly. of Lucas' shadow and he's out of Julius Randle's shadow. And you can see the Knicks. Exactly. When he doesn't play, they lose to Charlotte. When he sits out the second half, they lose to Sacramento. So, really, Mark Cuban, for all his good investments, he sold on something he should have bought on. So, keep that in mind, Orlando Alzagari. And by the way, every time I watch the Knicks, uh, Thibodeau, you could tell, loves that kid. Like, loves him.
Like you could tell him. He's a great I, 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 yeah. I don't know if he's his favorite player, but I'm going to gamble that he's one of his two. If he, if you, if you cornered him and say, "Give me your two favorite players," I think Jalen Brunson is already one of his two favorite players on that team because every time I watch him, there's this, there's this connection between these two, and it's almost like he enjoys playing for 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 Thibodeau actually. Just like Jimmy Butler did. You know, he, he drove Jimmy Butler's minutes into the ground, but Jimmy Butler didn't mind being driven into the ground because they had that common goal to win right. with whatever it took. You can right. just see that mentality. That probably was the best free offseason free agency move this summer. We'll see if the Knicks front office, if Leon Rose gets executive of the year. So wait a minute. Kyrie didn't sign an extension with Dallas, right? Correct. What happens this offseason? No, it's, you know, Dallas sold their future when they gave up. Dinwiddie was playing well with them, and they gave up, you know, uh, um, Dorian Finney-Smith, who was their top perimeter defender. Sometimes you sell your soul for the moment, and then you wind up with hard, difficult decisions. It's not only what whether the Mavericks will re-up with Kyrie. It's whether Kyrie will re-up with the Mavericks. You just don't know with that kid. They took a chance on the ultimate, you know, volatile stock, volatile crypto in Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and it's and it's funny because Brunson is a character kid, plays hard and tough, and Dinwiddie, pro's pro, dude. He was with the first time at the Nets. He was with Dallas. He does what you want, but you yeah. search for greatness and you take chances in this league. Sometimes you get burned. All right, follow him on Twitter at Ira Heatbeat and follow his work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Subscribe like I do so you can stay in touch with your Miami Heat. Ira, enjoy the basketball weekend. We will catch up on Monday, my friend. Monday, right back here, 10.30 a.m., accurate Pembroke Pines report. Thanks, Big O. Thank you, sir. There you go. Ira Winderman and our Acura Pembroke Pines Miami Heat and NBA report. 15601 Pines Boulevard just off of I-75 and Pines. Man, it's a dealership. It's, it's the number one rated. It's the number one volume deal, dealership in the United States. You know, I've been telling you about it. Number one in the Southeast United States for years now, for like 12, 13 years. Well, now they're the number one in the country, man. I mean, that is just absolutely amazing. Get on down there. We got a service center led by Mike Chan and Jordan Ferber. They do excellent work. You're going to love those people there. So if you own or lease an Acura, great place to get it serviced. And, of course, they've got a large selection of brand-new vehicles and certified pre-owned vehicles. Get on down there. Tell them that Big O sent you. Buy or lease at Craig Zins. Acura of Pembroke Pines. Yes. <laughs>